0: Welcome back to another episode of Talking Lamar. This week I'm talking about popular superstitions and where in the world they came from. What are you talking about? What
1: are you talking about? Sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. What are you talking about? I am
0: talking to you. That's just what
1: I was talking about. It's Talking Lamar. Ooh, you know, well, I'm day, liking
0: this oh, Lamar. Oh yeah, I'm okay, this well, subject. Spooky time, spooky time. The other day, Carla was getting ready, and she called me into the bathroom, and she said, I have stepped on a tile seam on the floor, and immediately I thought in my head, step on a crack, break my mama's back. And she asked me, she said, you ever think of that? I said, oh my gosh, yes, all the time. If I'm walking on a sidewalk, I am absolutely trained to skip the cracks, because I grew up saying that little thing, and it was ingrained in my mind. Now- As much as I tried not to, I stepped on a bunch of cracks and my mama never had a broken back. But as a grown-up, I still do my best to avoid them. So we all know that there's a, you know, where we place our feet, none of that has anything to do with the spinal cord condition of our mothers, but who came up with this and why, where did it come from? It turns out that there's more than just one line to this. There's like a whole little poetic thing. It goes, step on a crack, you'll break your mother's back. Step on a line, you'll break your father's spine. Step in a ditch, your mother's nose will itch. Step in the dirt, you'll tear your father's shirt. And in the mid-20th century, it was used by teachers to scare kids. Now, they would say, you will be eaten by bears at lunch if you step on a crack. What? What? That doesn't scare me. It don't even rhyme. What good is that? I mean, if you're not rhyming it, I don't even know. You're a teacher. How are you doing that? That that shouldn't be even scaring anybody. But so that, that was that was where that comes from. The other one I looked up was breaking a mirror. It brings seven years bad luck. Now, the ancient Romans believed that human life renewed itself in seven year cycles. And because a reflection was considered someone's magical likeness, or their soul, if you will, it followed that if the reflected image got shattered, so did the next seven years of a person's health. So you'd be sick and things would be bad. And Victorian parents feared exposing infants to mirrors because they believed that a mirror could trap their reflection and stunt their growth, or worse still, it could kill them by imprisoning their innocent little souls. Now, even today, traditional Jewish families cover mirrors after the death of a loved one so as not to risk the departed soul wandering into the reflection and getting lost on its way to eternity. That's spooky. That's
1: say that one, say that one again. Because it was so spooky okay. that I want to have. I want to have seconds. Let me hear that one again.
0: Even, even today, right now in modern times, traditional Jewish families, if somebody dies and everybody comes to the house to visit, uh, they cover the mirrors all in the house after the death of a loved one so that not, not to risk the departed soul wandering into the reflection and getting lost on its way to eternity.
1: Oh, that is so... Has there been a movie based on that premise? Because there should be.
0: Yeah, there should be. I
1: don't see every horror movie, Lamar, because my overactive imagination makes it hard for me to sleep. But if there's a movie based on this, someone will hear it and tell us.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, this is one of history's most enduring superstitions, knocking on wood for good luck. Now, this comes from thousands of years of mythology and folklore and some religious belief that trees were sacred. Ancient people from Chaldea to Sumatra to the British Isles believed that trees housed gods and nature spirits inside, and that's what controlled the seasons and and other things. People looked to get favors by putting their hands on the trunks of the sacred tree, but some believed that evil spirits lurked in the wood, so when you knock on it, the malevolent spirit would flee another reason that wood has been a symbol of spiritual power ah. is the wooden cr- yeah you get that you get that yeah. that's what knocks them out now another reason that wood has been a, such a symbol of spiritual power is the wooden cross that Jesus was crucified on sadly over centuries unscrupulous people passed off random pieces of wood as being from the cross cr- from the cross of Christ we still got a few more to go here in a little bit ooh
1: what is only $4.99 a month but gives you such pleasure? That would be the Bob and Sherry Premium. Exclusive content from the show, including our classic chat room calls and best of CDs. You'll get behind-the-scenes photos and videos of not only us, but our listeners. It's a lot of fun. Just $4.99 a month. And the website to get all of this
0: is BobandSherry.com slash premium. I know everybody has heard about walking under a ladder. We all know that walking under a ladder is supposed to bring bad luck. But beyond the obvious, something falling on your head, why? Well, the ancient Egyptians believed that a ladder perched against a wall created a sacred triangle. And to walk beneath it disrupted the spiritual energies in that triangle. Early Christians avoided the underside of ladders due to the depictions of ladders of a ladder propped up against the Holy Cross of Christ. Some believed that the devil lurked at the bottom. And in ancient Asian societies, prisoners were hanged from the top steps of a ladder and onlookers were forbidden to pass beneath for fear of encountering the victim's ghost and the evil that was inside. And in France, convicts were forced to walk beneath the ladder on their way to the gallows the doomed man's final unlucky act do you walk under a ladder
1: i try you know what i'm gonna be honest i try not to my husband makes fun of me for sometimes he'll look at me and he'll go and it's like there's surprise on his face and we've been together 15 years he'll go woman you're superstitious And I'm like, "Mm, well, come to the head of the class, Harry Potter, because you are just... mm." I'd like to think of myself as regular stitious. I don't know that I'm superstitious, just... Just
0: enough stitious. Regular stitious.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, let me put it this way. I don't know that I believe something terrible will happen if I walk under a ladder, but it's very easy to avoid walking under a ladder. So why not avoid walking under a ladder? Yeah,
0: Don't you have to go to a lot of trouble to walk under a ladder? You got to do that on purpose. I I always always thought it was
1: practical because something could fall from the top of the ladder. I always thought it was just a
0: practical reason. I didn't know that this was the reason. There's nothing to lose by not walking under the ladder. I mean, that's the way I look at it.
1: When I was moving Olivia, my firstborn, out of her dorm room at the end of freshman year, um, she it was like some cheap plastic framed mirror from, you know, like five below. And it dropped um, and it shattered. And mm-hmm. I went, oh, and Olivia goes, mom, it was like $2. And I was like, That's not the, it's the seven years bad luck I'm thinking about. And she's looking at me like, what are you talking about? So I've managed to, I think, raise, as Max would say, regular stitious children, (laughs) not
0: superstitious children. All right. Here's one of my favorite things in life, salt. Now, Mm, salt, the whole big deal about spilling salt. Salt ain't just for making homemade ice cream and eating watermelon, okay? For thousands of years, salt has been an object of magic and superstition. In the ancient world, salt was a preservative for food and for mummification, giving it a connection to immortality in that way. In the European Middle Ages, village dwellers left a line of salt outside their doors believing that witches would be compelled to count every grain before entering. And, of course, the ultimate bad luck is to spill your salt. Leonardo da Vinci's painting of The Last Supper shows Judas knocking over the salt, a harbinger of his betrayal. Now, to get past this, if you spill the salt, you have to throw salt over your left shoulder, therefore blinding the demon that is waiting behind you. Because when you spill the salt, evidently there's a demon back there. So over the left shoulder, hits him in the eyes. He can't see. He's gone.
1: Hey, so if, you ever, if you ever want to keep me from coming inside your house, you don't need to make a salt circle. Make a circle out of salt and vinegar potato chips, and I'm going to be out there every last one.
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: And you won't have to let me cross your threshold. Just keep that in mind for the future, okay?
0: Now, there's a lot of stuff that surrounds uh, sneezing. Sneezing is a big thing, and not just because we're not wanting to get sick. First off, if you sneeze with your eyes open, your eyes will not pop out of your head. People used to say, if you sneeze with your eyes open, <laughs> your eyes—I mean, with your eyes open—they pop out of your head. They close by reflex. That's that's the whole deal. And also, 99.9% of the time when you sneeze, your heart doesn't stop. They used to say that's why people say bless you because your heart stops when you sneeze. Well, that's that's not right. All right. Now, the majority of the So wait, time, Lamar. So,
1: so I know ahead. that I believe you that your eye can't pop out when you sneeze. But my big brother, his eye popped out and he just popped it right back in. He just took his hand and shoved it back in. I kept watching the Eagles, the, the, the football team, not the band. So I think that you you do have to be careful. Like maybe your eye can pop out under certain circumstances. And are you telling me that you've never had a sneeze so violent that you thought your eyes didn't damn near pop out?
0: Well, no. No, it feels that way. It does feel that way. But I'm pretty sure, unless you've got a condition, your eyes should stay in your head. Okay. Now, the majority of the time, if you do sneeze, it's going to be followed by a God bless you from somebody. And this happens in some form or fashion everywhere around the world. Everybody's got their own deal about it. The Romans, the Greeks, Egyptians, they all believed that the soul lived in the form of our breath and a sneeze could expel the soul from the body because it was such a forceful breath to come out. Oh, yeah. The soul ain't going nowhere, but the germs, that's another matter altogether. So everybody needs to cover their mouth, you know, sneeze into your elbow or whatever that deal is. Cause yeah, that's the real problem with sneezing. It's not it's not your eyeballs popping out of your head. It's giving somebody a cold or something like that.
1: Listen, when uh last summer, when our two little twinsies, Harrison and Jennings, came down with this combination stomach flu and strep A, and I mm-hmm. went with Kevin to their house to help take care of them because both their parents were sick with it too one of them sneezed right into my mouth and my soul left my body okay because i knew i knew that that sneeze contained a mixture of a future of (laughs) vomiting (laughs) diarrhea fever and sore throat
0: it was terrible nothing good nothing good coming out of there now there are a lot of bad things that can happen if you open an umbrella inside that's a whole that's been a big deal all my life Some say that if you open a brown umbrella, it's bad luck. If it's a black umbrella, it attracts evil spirits. If you open it in your bedroom, you will have nightmares. Some other problems attributed to opening umbrellas inside could include like ghosts, invasions of ghosts coming into your house, spiritual blindness. Sorrow, confusion, depression—all oh. of that. Now, I, I'm really sure that none of this is anything we got to worry about. But if you ain't careful, you can dang sure put your eye out. If you, you know what I'm saying? If somebody's opening it inside the house, so be careful who's standing close to you when you open it up. You know, that's 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 your biggest problem. Now, here's one that I guess I had heard it, but not that much. Never rock an empty chair. You familiar with this? Yes, I have. No, nope.
1: see, I haven't heard this one. I haven't yeah. heard this one.
0: You may be tempted to rock the empty rocking chair just for the heck of it. But if you do rock an empty chair, you may as well hop right on in and rock to your heart's content with the evil spirit that you have just invited into your life. <laughs> when you rock that chair, you're inviting evil spirits. Is that what you heard, Max? Yes, that is exactly what I heard. Yeah, yeah. And, and wait, now, according- wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. You knew this, Max, that if you rock an empty chair, an evil spirit gets in
0: it? Yes. My mother used to say that.
1: Well, now I'm very concerned. That explains a lot of the chaos in my life. Why wasn't I told this sooner?
0: <laughs> Isn't it hard to walk by a rocking chair without reaching over and rocking it? I mean, that's oh, don't it. do it. Don't do it. Don't uh, do it. Now, according to a to another Southern superstition, in a different version, if you're standing up from a rocking chair that you allow to keep moving. See, like, when you get out of the chair, you need to steady it with your hand when you get up. If you leave it rocking, that means you'll get sick within the next year. So, Ah! Max, have you heard that? No, I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. All right. Now, this is one that everybody talks about. A black cat crossing your path is unlucky. Now. The ancient Egyptians, they loved cats. They revered them. I mean, oh, everything was great. Linking the sleek companions with deities, women, and a prominent place in the household, cats were like, they were the king. I mean, they really were. And, but around the 13th century, things got a little bit different. When Pope Gregory the IX issued a warning against having or associating with cats, he portrayed the felines as Lucifer in disguise, cavorting with the witches to place curses uh, on everything while purring beside a bubbling witch's cauldron. All the stuff that we've seen in Halloween pictures, this is where it's coming from. They're all hanging out with the with the witches and stuff. Now, I'm going to be the first to say, cats can have an aloof attitude. Some may even say condescending, but Satan, nah, they ain't Satan. So I I don't know where all that come from. I I don't, I'm not going for that.
1: I have four of them surrounding me right now. And they wouldn't make, they wouldn't make Satan's minor league C-level team. They are so ridiculous. There's, they have, between the four of them, they don't have one ounce of cunning or evil or anything else going for them. And Max can back that up. I took care of them for a week. They're kind of hapless. (laughs) <laughs> they're like, are, are, You know what they're like? They're like if you had a stuffed animal that was clumsy and not very
0: bright. <laughs> That's what they are. Now, everybody knows the number 13 is unlucky. Or at least 10% of the U.S. population fears it. 10% fears Friday the 13th or the number 13 when it comes to dates for weddings or travel or any kind of occasions. Some high-rise buildings don't contain a 13th floor. Which doesn't make any sense because that means either the 12th 12 or the 14th or 14. is the, 13th, yeah. is, is the yeah. 13th floor. But anyway, they don't, they don't put it on there. Now, <clears throat> some people speculate that the fear of 13 stems from Judas's, Judas Iscariot's arrival at his 13th guest at the Lord's Supper. Um, others talk about the superstition to the ancient Norse God, Loki. I I think this is a different Loki than one that we watch on the Disney movies, but still, and he was the 13th guest at a dinner party, and it really ticked off all the other gods. And he introduced evil and turmoil into the world by doing that. Sort of like if Bob goes to a cocktail party, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Things just, things get get out of hand.
1: Things go wrong.
0: Yeah. yeah. The, The origin though may go back even further. Uh, some ancient civilizations, they use uh, number twelve as their perfect number. You know, uh, that's that's still around today. I guess a lot of people use that as a, as a perfect number, but in, in calendars and measurements and casting a shadow, over over any other number, number twelve was it. And so number thirteen, which came right after it, became the unlucky number. So. I don't think too much about 13. That's not a concern.
1: Yeah, you know, of that's not one of my things. Like, I know people... Well, you know, 13 is Taylor Swift's favorite number. And so there's so many Easter eggs in all of her songs and stuff with the number 13. I know people that are really freaked out about it. Like, oh, you know, if there's 13 cookies or whatever. Like, listen, if you have time to count the cookies before you eat them, you are... A higher level order of
0: being, like what? When I first, to be when I first
1: fixated on that, I mean, are you freaked out by the number thirteen?
0: No, I'm not, Max. You were, does it bother you? No, in fact, I I, uh, I have used the number thirteen before for different things
1: because I yeah, I, yeah. I like the number thirteen.
0: I worked with a guy at Budweiser years and years ago when I hadn't worked there for long. He'd been there forever. He's already he's already retired. In fact, he's he's passed away now, but. He would take a sick day on Friday the 13th. He wouldn't work. And when he went in to take an order from somebody, if they ordered cases that amounted to 13, he he wouldn't do the order. They either had to take one off the order or add one to the order. If they didn't have the money to add one to the order, he would pay for the case of beer and get the money the next week. But he would not make an order for 15 <laughs> cases. That's crazy. He was serious. I mean, he was, yeah, he was serious about that. He really was. He really was. I've got a few more random ones here at the end that I've, I'm pretty happy with. Um, never close a pocket knife you didn't open because you'll have seven years of bad luck. i would never heard like that if, before. If, oh, yo, my gosh. I've heard that all my life. If Carla asks me for my pocket knife, I always take it out. I flip it open and I hand it to her. And when she starts to hand it back, if it's closed, she has to open it back up. I won't take back. I, however I hand it is how I got to get it back. You are superstitious. Well, I'm just saying. Also, you should always exit through the same door that you come in. They say that's bad luck. I've heard that one before, too. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, one that we all live by here in the South, if you eat black-eyed peas and collard greens with pork on New Year's Day, you will have more money in the new year. Now, y'all all heard that, Correct.
1: Um, my friend Uncle Sparkles um, introduced yeah. me to that a very, very long time ago, and and so I try to do that. I try to make that a tradition.
0: On that's New good. that's my, good. My Austrian
1: grandmother said it was, I think, pork and sauerkraut that we used to do on New Year's
0: Eve, and and then you'd have money all year long. Yeah, that's right. I'm afraid not to do it because I ain't got much to start with. <laughs> now here's the one. Here's the one that everybody needs to pay close attention to, and I mean, superstitious or not, this is one you got to make sure you understand. If you fail to tell at least 10 people in the next 7 days to listen to this talking Lamar, your future babies will be born butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap it up for us. I hope everybody feels a little safer and a whole lot luckier now that you understand more about superstitions. If this episode of talking Lamar has made your life better, please tell your friends. You don't want them to have bad luck. Do you? Thank you so much for listening. Hey, don't skip any episodes. Cause if you miss a little, you miss a lot. <laughs>
1: <See ya. laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening to talking Lamar, the Oddcast, and the Bob and Sherry podcast. We would really love it if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.